Today's episode is brought to you by Fulton, a modern brand of arch support. Fulton launched the most comfortable, supportive, and sustainable insole on the planet. Fulton insoles have a deep heel cup and a comfortable arch support that aligns your body from head to toe. They're using sustainable materials like vegan cactus leather and cork, allowing them to mold to the shape of your arch and provide customized support. They're also shock absorbing, reducing impact on the body and are aligned with natural foam to make them extra comfortable. Back in 2011, I broke my ankle. That's the story for another day. Anyway, since then, me and cute shoes have not gotten along. I have to wear shoes that give me the best support for my ankles. But in heels, child, when I wear heels, I have to wear insoles or I'll be looking crazy because I need all the support. If you are in need of insoles that provide customized support, Fulton is offering our listeners $10 off your next purchase at walkfulton.com by using the code POD10. That's code POD10 for $10 off at walkfulton.com. Check out the website to see how Fulton can support you. Hey y'all, so May is Mental Health Awareness Month and I really wanted to review three conversations that I had with some really dope therapists previously on the show. Um, You will hear conversations about the importance of emotional wellness, healing, and anxiety during the pandemic. Now, at the time when some of these episodes were recorded, um, we were in a different season of our life and you know maybe it made sense then but I feel like over the year the the last year that we've actually had that some of these conversations are even more important now and so I hope that there is something that you'll be able to gain from this I hope that there is something in this conversation that resonates with you if you feel like you are in a place where you do need some support from a therapist or a counselor if you go to my website um, www.feliciawallace.com there's a resource tab that has a few of these ladies practices because they're in the DMV area but also there's links for you to be able to search a therapist within your area Y'all know that I am an advocate for therapy. And so I will tell you therapy and Jesus, they both work. (laughs) So um, if you feel like that's something that you need, definitely go to the page and go ahead and get connected with somebody. Um, I'd also like to hear whether or not you want these ladies back on the show and maybe we can have a completely different conversation. There's a form in the bio uh, where you can click and make a topic suggestion for the show. But until then, y'all go ahead and listen to this episode. You're listening to the Slang Self Doubt Podcast, where we empower women of faith to identify, acknowledge, and accept their doubts and limits and beliefs in order to give birth to their God-given purpose. Join me and sometimes some of my friends on our journey as we remind you that you are not alone. I'm Felicia Wallace, and together we will find our fears and slay them. Valencia Graham holds many titles, including therapist, minister, speaker, and author. She is a licensed clinical professional counselor in the state of Maryland. She is also a nationally certified counselor. She is the owner and director of clinical programs, Unstuck Counseling Services in Laurel, Maryland. Valencia has a passion for helping her clients overcome their hurts, help them to create new experiences in the context of a safe, accepting, and non-judgmental therapeutic relationship. She is here today to talk about the journey of healing by using her five-step approach to freedom, which includes truth, acceptance, grief, boundaries, and risk. Welcome back to another episode of the Slaying Self Dog Podcast. I am here with Valencia Graham from Unstuck Counseling. Thank you for being with us today. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for inviting me. Oh, I'm so excited about this conversation, y'all. It's about to get, look, we had started and then I had to stop because it was about (laughs) to be too good, okay? So um, how about you tell us a little bit about yourself and about your, um, the Unstuck Counseling, uh, I I don't want to say office, business, Unstuck Counseling. How about that? We just believe that, yes. (laughs) So I am a licensed clinical professional counselor. I'm nationally certified, meaning that I took this test and I'm like, good throughout the entire United States. And then I'm licensed by the state of Maryland as a um, professional counselor. Okay. So what does that mean? That means I'm a psychotherapist. I sit in an office with a closed door and (laughs) I talk to people all day. Um, More than that, I I listen. And when I, I'm, there's a way that you listen. Um, There's a, there's a method to it. I mean, there really is a skill 
mm-hmm. that goes into being a therapist, a social worker, a counselor, whatever term you want to use, there really is a skill we're not just listening as a friend would, we're listening for, well, I am listening for behavior patterns. I'm, mm. li- I'm listening to tone of voice. I'm watching your body language. Yeah. 90% of communication is nonverbal. That's so I have true. to be looking at what you do. Yeah. Um, which is why sometimes video counseling is kind of ineffective because uh, you could be switching. Yeah. Your leg could be shaking. You could have just a ton of anxiety. But the only people, yeah, yeah, you can only see your face. Yeah. 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 So listening and I'm really to help people make um, connections um, and and bring together patterns in their own lives Mm. so that they can, they can bring about their own healing. It's not my job to do. It's not the therapist's job to bring about healing. Yeah. Just create an environment where you feel safe enough to heal. Wow. See, you about to start already. Already. Yeah, so that's what I do. (laughs) And I do it. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. You do it. I do it at Unstuck Counseling, which is, um, I thought about who my favorite clients were and all of them were stuck. And so Mm. that's how I came up with the name Unstuck. It resonates. The minute you hear Unstuck Counseling, you know exactly what it means. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, it's grown really quickly. I started in April 2018 just by myself in a room. I rented a room in Columbia on Saturdays. Oh, wow. I was open for five hours every other Saturday, five hours. It's March 2020. I think we have about 100 clients. Wow. Um, I just hired my third clinician. Wow. And I have a part-time office manager. Nice. So business is good. Business is booming. But we're real about what we do. I hire therapists who really believe in the work and really can fulfill the embodiment of what it means to be a clinician at Unstuck Counseling. So I, I, my success is due to them and having a mission and, and sticking to it. I, that is so important now that... Um... We've talked about it before. Um, We did an episode a couple of months ago about emotional wellness. And generally, you know, people think about it just when it has to do with like, sometimes I think people think that they need therapy um, or counseling when something traumatic happens. And I definitely tell people it doesn't have to be that, you know, like for myself, I go to therapy, but it's, it, it's not anything traumatic. It's because I suffer from anxiety where my thoughts like will literally take over, which is the whole purpose of this podcast, because I can <laughs> yeah. talk myself out of anything. And so it's, it's, it's helpful to be able to talk to somebody who doesn't know you, who never met you, but can, like you say, pay attention to those shaking of the leg or grabbing of the hands or mm-hmm. um, you don't realize you're sweating, but you're sweating because yeah. you, your body is saying something, even though your mouth is spewing other words, you know? Right. So why do you think it's important for people to get counseling just for maybe a various of reasons? What do you think the biggest benefit is? Okay, so you asked me two questions. Okay, yeah. So the first one is, why do I think it's important that people get counseling? Because we're human. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) we're human. Yeah. We're human and things hurt us. And when we are hurt, we don't always know it. We sometimes don't know how to process it. And more importantly, we don't understand how that wound impacts us moving forward in other relationships even the relationship with self that's true Mm. um we i mean we do a lot to maintain a certain level of i guess livelihood is a good word Mm. but we do a lot of mental um gymnastics to maintain a a certain level of being Uh, Um, mental gymnastics that that mm, okay i'm i'm with you i am with you yes (laughs) yeah we do a lot to say that we're okay. Yeah. To show up at work and be cool. To put on all these great looking clothes and we just, you know, we lay it from head to toe. Like yeah. that takes that takes a lot of work when you're yeah. it's draining. But it's draining to wear yeah. that mask every single day, day yeah. in and day out. Yes. So yeah, I mean, as long as you're living, things are going to hurt you and it's okay. Yeah. Like, we are human and we have a right 
to acknowledge that something has hurt us, which we haven't been able to do really in the black community. And I'm, I'm going to say black. No, it's real. It's real. Not just African-American, but black people throughout the pan. I mean, we have clients that come in from Nigeria and Cameroon, you know, we international baby. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, that is, you know, we, we have had for so long, we've had to have such a tough exterior. Yeah. And it just, it's breaking us. It is breaking us. It is. It's so important because now it's, it's affecting our kids. And if we don't heal from like, even for myself, I've said it on the show, my, my, the way I knew that I struggled with anxiety is because it showed up in my kids mm-hmm. and I would get so frustrated with like, I don't understand why they so stressed out. Like, cause in my mind, you don't have anything to worry about. But when I was able to see like, Oh, that is me. That's mm-hmm. me in a, you know, in a 10 year old's body and yeah. I'm 30 something years old. And it's like, okay, no, you have to work on you so that you can show him how to be able to handle that and how to be able to deal with whatever it is that in their minds and whatever's going on in their lives is stressful to them. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Parents teach their children how to regulate their affect. Mm. Do that by interacting with them. If the child sees you blow up, guess what the child is going to do? Yeah. If the child sees you calm, cool, and collected, guess what your child is going to do? Yeah. If, if, if you are a safe place for your child, your child is going to be able to come to you with all of their emotions because children are not regulated at all. Right. That's the beauty of child. <laughs> yes. That's the beauty of being a child. Yeah. Right. And, but they'll come to you and they'll trust you and they will take that from you. Yeah. And so it is important that we are healthy for our children. Yeah. Yeah. That is definitely super duper important. So um, how has self-doubt showed up in your journey? Like, oh, <laughs> well, <laughs> um, it, it shows up in a myriad of different ways. So it, it, it shows up as I really, really wonder sometimes if I am doing the best that I can as a clinician. I I wonder if I am really meeting my clients where they are. Mm. I I wonder if there is too much of me in the session. Wow. Wow. Um, Which I'm a big personality, right? You know that. You know me from here. Yes, yes, I do. I come into a room and I take it over. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so... Part of that, I don't time myself off when I go into a room per se, mm. because I'm, I'm Valencia, you know, I'm a human being and I'm as much a part of this experience as the client. Yeah. But I, sometimes I wonder like, am I telling too many jokes? Mm. Am I, <laughs> <laughs> that'd be funny. Um, like, are we laughing too much? Like, am I, am I just really meeting my client? Um, Mm. and I give license to my clients to tell me how their experience was. If they are, if they, that this is helpful for them Mm -hmm. or if it's not, and if it's not, what can we do to make it, how can we shift this environment so that, um, the client can get what they came for? Yeah. Um, so that's I think that's good. Thing. That's checking in though, because yeah. I think that no matter what, what relationship you're in, whether it's, you know, marriage, whether it's parenting, whether it's teachers, like work, whatever the situation is, you should always check in because you need to make sure that you're, you're giving the, the person that you're serving what they need from you, mm-hmm. you know, because once they stop receiving that people check out, they'd be like, I don't, yeah. I don't need to do this anymore. Or some people are scared to say, you know, and now I'm, over, you know, I'm, I'm past that point. We need to kind of get here or yes, this is uncomfortable for me. And you know, whatever the case may be, sometimes people look to whoever is leading it to be the person to know. And it's like, I don't know, because if I think I'm, I'm doing things right, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm gonna yeah. just keep going. If it's working, it's working. Yeah. And we, and I have a lot of clients are not used to, to know mm. or to say that they don't like something. Yeah. So from the beginning, I give clients permission to disagree with me. Yeah. To tell, yeah. Like, this is what I'm seeing. 
tell me, is this your experience? Yeah. What's happening for you? I, I doubt myself in terms of, I, I wrote this book some years ago and I just can't seem to finish it. And it's, it, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I keep saying that I'm going to get to it and then I never do. I had, I guess, a vision for a podcast. Actually, I really want to do YouTube channel. I want to do like, I don't want to tell nobody what it is, but I want (laughs) nobody to steal it. But I want to do do videos like Unstuck Minute Mm. in in a way to generate more, um, more business for my company. But I just... I keep saying, oh, I'm tired. As soon as I hire someone therapist, as soon as I have somebody doing all of these other things, then I can do it. Like there, you're right. There is something, a mental block in my head. I don't think it's fear. I'm afraid. Um, I'm stuck. I might be. (laughs) (laughs) Might be. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, it shows up, it shows up in my relationships. I mean, it shows up everywhere. Yeah. It shows up in every person's life. And that is, we have to be able to embrace our humanity. And I think that that is difficult for us sometimes because we're so, um, we get so wrapped up in what the world thinks things should be or how things look on social media or how people assume that how we should show up. And so I think that sometimes we get sidetracked or we, we want it to look a certain way. And so we're fearful of the fact that if it doesn't look that way, that has to be when my air crows wrong right and right, so yeah. if it doesn't look like how this person is doing it then it can't be right but one of the things that I always have to remember is that I'm me and whoever I am is purposeful and wonderfully made and that's what makes me unique mm-hmm. to everybody else. I'm not going to look like everybody else it's not going to look like it's going to look like it's perfect for me because I'm me and nobody can change who I am. So um, that definitely makes a big difference. So in your journey, what have you learned about yourself that you did not know before? (laughs) (laughs) See, look, just like a little unstuck uh, uh, unstuck session right here. Come on now. Let me just tell you something. You put that YouTube uh, thing, that unstuck minute out in the open. Trust me when I tell you I'm going to be looking for it. Okay. So I'm going to keep reminding you because now you said it out loud you said it out loud so uh we're gonna hold you accountable uh, please do, please do. <laughs> I, I probably need some tips from you on how to do it. <laughs> oh i got you boo i got uh, you we're gonna hold you oh we're gonna we're gonna be looking forward okay I'm, okay i'm gonna I'm look that's that's what i need sometimes i need a swift kick in my that yeah. which is what we all need yeah um so what have i learned about myself i know I know. I, I got to be having some tough questions, don't I? Can I cuss? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I took a DNA test. And turns it turns out, out. I'm 100%. I mean, Lizzo said it best. Yes, ma'am. Yes. But really? Yeah. Um, I am. You the bomb? Yeah. Yes. And not yes. even in a, you know, when I make statements like this, I hate that I have to qualify it. Yeah. Right? It's or I have hello. to put a disclaimer around. Yeah. Like, I am gifted yes and yes. i am purposed yes to do the work that i'm doing it and the way that i'm doing yes it, and that makes me the shit yes ma'am because and nobody can do what i can do nobody, nobody can do it. Sees it how i see it yes nobody can say it how i say it nobody can put it together and nobody can um execute yeah the you're going to execute Felicia. You're going to execute the way that Felicia was. Yes. I execute the way that God has given it to me. And that sets me apart. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Right. (laughs) And so because of that, um, I have learned that, well, one, I mean, I always knew that, but talk about like, you know, building a whole business. Yeah. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) Hello. And being able to pay yourself. Yes. That is different. A livable wage. (laughs) Yes. From your business. Yes. Um, so that, but girl, I lost my daggone point. I'm a little unorganized. Yeah, <laughs> that's all right. It's all right. You know? <laughs> and that's like, that's okay. I've yeah. always 
known that I didn't like doing administrative stuff. And mm-hmm. that's okay because I hired someone who's excellent at it. Yeah. So I don't have to, I don't have to put that monkey on Listen, my back. I can I, free myself up. You got to know what your, what your lane in your ministry is. If it ain't it, you just yeah. give it, you outsource. That don't work for me. I can't do it. You just, you, you just can't. Um, I'm dedicated. That's what I wanted to say. Yeah. I'm dedicated. I have a belief. Um, and I have a vision for what I want unstuck counseling to be. Yeah. I will not deter from it. Yeah. I won't. Yeah. I have had opportunities to do this and to do that. And, and I just, that is not what I want my yeah. business to look like. That is not what I want us to do. And I'm not willing to compromise on that. Yeah. Um, and so that's, that's been rewarding for me. Yeah. Um, because it's just... I was just talking to my cousin and I was just saying a year ago, I was struggling to try to think of what the crap I was going to talk about in the next episode, like talking myself up to do it. Like, you already did an episode and you got to do another one. And at this point I'm like, okay, I have ideas for freaking November and it's, mm-hmm. it's March. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like when it happens and you've realized that, no, this is real. Like I can do this. I had the capability to do it. It is impactful. It is changing people's lives. It is making a difference. I'm growing. Like when you see it all come kind of full circle, even if it's not what the end goal is, but you see that the traction that you're putting in, you're seeing the results. It makes you keep going. It makes you want it. And it makes you proud of yourself. So Mm -hmm. yes, you can say, I'm the shit because I am in yeah. my in my lane, in my area, in the the in the place that God has gifted me, I am doing the damn thing. And right. I'll just keep doing it as I, long as I just stay I'm right stay here. in my I'm lane. Just, I'm gonna stay, I'm gonna in, stay my in my lane. lane. I'm gonna mind my business. I'm, I'm over stay here. In my lane. Mm-hmm. You over there, that's good. We we all good, you know. Yeah. And I think that 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 no, that's a great self awareness that that I think that sometimes and and I like the fact that you said like we shouldn't have to like clarify like I ain't trying to sound conceited. Right. No, we're not. It's confident because yeah. when you're confident in what you're doing, you continue to you continue to do it. I to me, I you know, conceited is completely different. It's not yeah, it doesn't it I think it's a way, it's an aura that you give off. That's what conceited gives off. But I think right. confidence is completely different. And so yes, we should be confident in exactly what we're doing because this is what God has called us to do. Mm-hmm. And we we are qualified because he called us. Period. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, you can't you you can't you can't take that away from us. No, so it's, not at it's all. just, you know, it, yeah. it is what it is. So today we're here to talk about healing. Because I think that that's a huge thing, just especially with this uh, Women's History Month and just really, I've really been trying to focus on topics that will help us to be able to really walk into the best versions of ourselves and to be able to walk into our, our, our God-given purposes. Like sometimes there's things that are stopping us from doing what it is that we're supposed to be doing, whether it's self-doubt, whether it's um, an, an awareness of the fact that we have more to, to do, more to give, or even just figuring out what it is. Sometimes it's like getting over something, getting past something, whether it was something that was done to you, you did to yourself, or just life in general, just kind of how things happen. So I wanted to talk about healing because I think it's so important because right before this, one of the things that I said is that a lot of times people think they just get over stuff Mm -hmm. and it kind of disappeared, you know? And so then they feel like, I, I don't have that problem. I'm not, this, this issue isn't an issue anymore because I'm over it until something triggers them and then is back. And then you're like, well, where where did that come from? Oh, because it was never gone. Right. (laughs) Um, So the first thing is how do, how do we even know we need to heal? Like, how do you know you need to heal? And then you said, like, get over it quite yeah. a few times. Yeah. Because uh, that's what we do, right? We yeah. just say we're going to get over it, especially as women. Like, we say we're oh going to push gosh. through. We're going to power through that. It's all, I, I'll get over it. I'm fine. I'll get over it. Um, that's yeah. usually how the sentence goes. I'm fine. Yeah. I'll get over it. I'm okay. Yeah, I'm I'll over get it. over it. Yeah, I'm over it. it don't, that don't bother me no more. I ain't even tripping off of that, right? Like, okay, yeah. then. 
mm-hmm. but your body language and all that y'all can't see us but your yeah. hand no right, right, right. Air. <laughs> oh, she come into the room you turn yes. your back the other way who gonna be there oh she, <laughs> she, she, no right. <laughs> um i don't know that there is a thing such as get over it um i would agree, I would agree. yeah i just i don't know that that thing exists now i mean i'm not nostradamus you know not at the moment yeah but (laughs) i just i don't know that i can't say that i subscribe to that because getting over it would imply um that you don't have to process through it Mm. yeah and so how do you know that you need healing have you ever been hurt if the answer to that question is yes then you might need a healing yeah well, there ain't no might. Yeah, you do. You know, some things, some things can lose us and not really just like, oh man, that really hurt my feelings. Yeah. But it on a the grand scale of life, you can kind of move forward. Some other things, we no, 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 no. We just we're not. <laughs> we can, there is no getting over it. Yeah. Um, there is a a, a therapist by the name of Doctor Joy Deguri. I believe mm-hmm. that's how you say her last name. But she has a book called Post-Traumatic Slave Disorder. Ooh. And in this book, she asserts that every person um, of African descent living in America is um, suffering with post-traumatic slave disorder. Wow. So if we think about our history in terms of, and I, will, I know our history did not start with slavery. Right. Clear about that yeah um so you know all you hoteps don't come for me (laughs) (laughs) i know but if we could just talk about how we came to america and how um our very own people our ancestors in africa on the west coast sold us out yeah they sold us into slavery yeah and so now we have the transatlantic slave trade and we're dying by the millions and then we get here and now we are in this, you know, we're slaves and where our families are being broken and our women are being raped and our, our men are being killed. And, mm. you know, we have all of that. Like that is our history as yeah. we start in America, right? Yeah. And so that went on for years and years and years. So you and I, Felicia, we're 80s babies, yeah. right? Yes, ma'am. If we go back two generations, where are we? Historically, we are right at kind of the end of slavery. Yeah. Yeah. So my grandmother, my grandmother was born in 1930. She was born on a cotton farm. Mm. She was still picking cotton. Wow. Yeah. If you think about that. Yeah. So, right. That's not, my grandmother is still living. My grandmother will be 90 this year. So think about that from a contextual standpoint, right? Yeah. her grandmother, I don't know how old her grand, like, I don't know, because yeah. my, my grandmother's mother passed away when she was 11. Wow. Either 11 or 13, mm. right? So think about this trauma. My grandmother's born on a, co- on a cotton farm to people who pick cotton and still, still work in North Carolina, okay? So we're in the Jim Crow South. Imagine what it is for my grandmother to move to DC with all of that trauma and losing her mother. Think that she inflicted trauma on her kids. Right. Right. And it got, just gets passed down from generation to generation. Right. So now we're talking intergenerational trauma before you were even born. Yeah. Right. So to say that we are not hurting couldn't be further yeah. from the truth. Yeah. And some, some of it is that you don't even know, like mm-hmm. I said earlier, Sometimes it takes for your kids to show you what it is that you're actually hurting from, because I, I would assume that whatever my nervousness and my anxiety of whatever it is didn't start <laughs> in my 20s and 30s. You know, no, it was likely all. always there, you know. <laughs> and so then you go back and you say, well, where did that come from? Who did right. where did it start? And then then you go keep going back and you keep going back. And when you say it like that, like now, like as you are talking about it and I just talk thinking about the things that kind of run in my family, I can trace it back. You know what I mean? Like my, I had the, you know, the opportunity my great grandmother lived with us for about 10 years before she um, passed away. She was born in 1915. 
Mm-hmm. Like, so when you think of when I think about that, like, dang, what did she go through that she yeah. passed on to her, my grandmother that then passed on to my dad that then happened to me that now was, and you think about like those things and it's like, no, we're not that far removed. Mm-hmm. My partner's mother, his mother went to the first school that was integrated in Durham, North Carolina. Wow. Wow. She's still living. She's still healthy. So think, so think about that. So when we think about healing, right, and we think about the levels and the layers of trauma that we've experienced, yeah. like just as a people, yeah. this, is, this is before you got your heart broke at 15. Right, 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 <laughs> right, 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 yeah. Is, you know, this is before, you know, your friends didn't want to talk to you again, Yeah. you yeah. know, in, in 10th grade. This is before you got crushed because you didn't get into the college of yeah. your dreams yeah. or the love of your life you know, you found out he cheated on you before all of your own stuff. Yeah. Right. We walk around with it and we don't know. And I think that the point that you make is exactly it. You're looking through your family and you're like, oh, wait, oh, you do that too? Yeah. Oh, she did that? Oh, she did that? Oh, she did that? Yeah. Yeah. And And so we can see these family patterns, which is, um, I spent a few sessions on the family dynamic. Who's in your family? Yeah. What are some of the rules in your family? What are some of the unspoken rules? What are the indirect messages that you've received? Yeah. I have a client now who, actually, I have quite a few clients, quite a few of um, us 80s babies who were raised with the, the message that they walked away with is that if you are not accomplishing something... Mm. Mm. You are not worth anything. And so these are the people, these are the high achievers. Like, are you getting another degree? Another right. Certification? Like, yeah. what's going on? But life, you know, having a relationship just does not work because yeah. you don't believe that you are worth anything unless you are working towards a goal. That comes from somewhere. Yeah. And it comes with, it ain't with a cost because that's yeah. going to cost you something, whether mm-hmm. it's your, even if it's your peace of mind, which is, because yeah. that's stressful. I couldn't imagine that. It that, happens all the time. Yeah. That's how people end up in careers and jobs that they hate. Mm. Yeah. It. It happens, right? But we we have to look at not just our own stuff, our own pain, but what kind of pain did your mother and and your father go through? Because that pain, it came over to you. Yeah. It it did. Yeah, that's They didn't want it to. Right. They didn't want it to. They're not mean people. Just, that's that's what happens when you haven't processed through your stuff man that's so deep because when you think about it we pass things on that even unspoken things you just have Mm. no idea I remember when my youngest son was you you know you think of certain things that traits or eye color hair you know stuff like that like this is obvious like I suffer from asthma allergies both of my kids have some variation of both Mm -hmm. right like Mm -hmm. it all comes from me so if those things are able to be passed on what makes you think that emotional instability isn't passed on or Mm -hmm. you know your the way of thinking or how you think about yourself if if that's how you're showing up to your kids even if you're not saying it because we that goes to the whole thing of do as I say not as I do type Mm -hmm. situation Mm -hmm. right but no they they still are learning from all of of our behaviors like that wow yeah children are sponges yeah just when you thought that you didn't cuss around your baby and your baby say, oh, shit. <laughs> right. And you're like, where you hear that from? Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. So let's let's be mindful about what it is that we, yeah. and you don't realize it until someone is a reflection of you. Someone right. is, the, and you see it in other people. And those are one of the things that I, I'm always like mindful of is in regards to like the self-awareness of being able to see yourself in in your partner, see yourself in yeah. your kids, see yourself in your parents, see yourself in your friendships, because we attract what we know. We attract yeah. what we are. That's a whole yes. different lesson. We talking about healing. No, okay, no but see, that is, so um, part of my job as a therapist is to do what is called psychoeducation, and mm. that is to provide education on, hmm, how can I say this in a way that's not super, 
is to 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 break it down for you yeah all this clinical jargon to break it down on a level that is understandable yeah. in 2020 yeah right yeah and mm-hmm. so what you just said is a lot of people believe that opposites attract right mm-hmm. it's actually that couldn't be further from the truth it is actually familiarity that attracts mm. right and so if you are used and i'll just use women because it happens to when it happens to men too yeah um, and let me just say that I have a robust clientele of men. That's awesome. That um, awesome. Unstuck Counseling was designed after the black man, caveat. I went to um, a weekend workshop where uh-huh. this, uh, this um, my business coach, Ajetta Robinson, made us sit in a room, in her little conference room for three days, for eight hours a day. And we did these client avatars and we went over and over and over about who our five favorite clients were what did we Mm -hmm. like about them what did we believe that we were able to help them do Mm -hmm. all of the client avatars that i came up with were black men wow so unstuck counseling was really born and fashioned after the black man so think about this in terms of relationship patterns girls that have absent or emotionally unavailable fathers Mm -hmm. guess who they end up in a relationship with emotionally unavailable men (laughs) so right 85 percent of children that have an alcoholic parent marry an alcoholic wow that is not by coincidence yeah that is you you attract what you are familiar yeah right so men who have emotionally unavailable moms guess who they end up in a relationship with that's crazy or men who i have um i have quite a few men who've had really passive mothers they, really, they feel strongly about their mother in one way or another. Mm-hmm, All mm-hmm. of the men um, that have married passive women, one, they're now divorced. Mm. But secondly, they married extremely dominant women. Mm. So listen, so when I say that, <laughs> that these wounds go deep, scars go deep, I'm telling you real shit. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, as yeah. we Ugh. explore, yeah. So, who did you date before you got married? It shows up. We show it shows up in these in these patterns, right? Yeah. So pattern of domineering women. Well, but I really like this girl. Well, what made you not choose this girl? Mm-hmm. Oh, she was, she was passive, right? So, yeah, it is what is familiar to us mm. that we that we draw to. And so, when you keep having failed relationships after failed relationship, after failed relationship. I'll be over here, like, just so in, intrigued and so, like, engulfed in the conversation. Like, I'm just over here, like, just keep going. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> so what would you say, uh, what are the five steps of healing to, like, for the person that is ready? Like, they are, yeah. tell us what you're, for which would you say the five steps of healing are? Well, um, so my five steps, so I'm just looking at them, and I think I might need to change uh, one and two, but I, I'll just do it how I have it. The first thing is you need to tell the truth. Mm. That's a yeah. tough thing for people. Yes, it is. Because yes, the truth is. could be, people. No, you know, let me take that back. The truth is easy when you're talking about other people. The truth is difficult when you have to say it about yourself. Mm -hmm. Because you got to say the good, the bad, and the ugly. Mm -hmm. And no no one wants to face the ugly. Yeah, and that's true. The other part of telling the truth is if I tell my truth, Mm. then I have to tell the truth about my mother. And then I have to tell the truth about my father. I have to tell the truth about my sister. I have to tell the truth about my grandmother and my, and all of this family dynamic that I want to protect or whatever. When I tell the truth, I have to to tell the whole whole truth. truth. Yes. And if I tell the whole truth, then I might lose some relationships. Wow. I might have to get a divorce. Yeah. That, 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 that'll stop you right there. (laughs) nothing hear me clearly when i say this you will not have any modicum of peace in your life not the peace that surpasses all understanding Mm, mm. you will not have that until you can tell the truth wow you won't have it you can't have it yeah that's so true that that, 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 that
Oh, that is so true. You can't have it. You can't. You cannot have it. Because if you if you're not willing to do that, you're not you're not willing to do the work. You can't even tell a you gotta tell, like you said, the whole truth. You can't tell a portion of it. The because whole the part truth. So of, help you God. Yes. And the thing about it is I think that what what maybe scares people about telling the truth is like you said, the hurting of the other people. You know, I know when I started this journey with the podcast, I knew that I was telling my truth and I was gonna share it with whoever's gonna listen, right? And one of the things that I had to be able to do is I mm-hmm. had to talk to the people that were attached to my truth. So that meant I had to go to my parents. I had to go to my my sister. Mm-hmm. I had to go to my husband. I had to go to my son's father. I had to be able to tell them I'm not saying anything negative about you i'm not saying anything that doesn't change the relationship that we're in right now i would never disrespect you but this is my truth it's my journey and i need to be okay with you hearing what it is that i have to say even if it challenges what Mm -hmm. you believe to be true like it's my truth and it scared the bejesus out of me because i was just like what if they say no right And then I was like, I mean, if they say no, am I still going to do it or whatever? Mm -hmm. And thank God they all said, okay. You know, like it wasn't that they didn't, even though they didn't know what the truth was going to be and what this journey was going to look like, they all with, you know, was open to it. Just like, okay, if that's Mm -hmm. what you feel like you need to do, do whatever Mm -hmm. you need to do. But I needed to, in order for me to move forward, I had to feel comfortable enough to be able to tell my story, knowing that I was not intentionally trying to hurt anybody by anything that I've ever, you know, anything that I say. Maybe that's the start of it. Like, I mean, it it is a part of telling the truth, but you got to do what you need to do for you. Like, period. So this (laughs) this sounds really, my clients look at me like with eyes wide open. (laughs) I'm just like, so what, so what happens if they die? Yeah. What happens? What happens if they die? Yeah. Or what happens if some if you know if it doesn't work out this relationship that you you're protecting so much? Like what happens if it doesn't? Like God forbid that it doesn't. I'm not yeah. wishing that. I'm not wishing ill will on anyone. Yeah. But we really have to think like who's left? Who's right. left standing? Yeah. Who do you wake up with in the morning? Yeah. Who do you go to bed with at night? When you look in the mirror, who's looking at you? Yeah. You, right. So yeah. that means it is up to you to take care of Uh, you you. yeah and that starts with telling the truth yeah the truth sets you free yeah and that's not a cliche that is not a cliche (laughs) yeah that is in every holy scripture yeah that exists yeah the truth will set you free but you gotta tell it yeah yeah that is look at some people gonna be like i'm gonna turn this off right here (laughs) i don't even want to hear two through five (laughs) i don't even want to hear two through five (laughs) yeah you you have to see telling the truth is the hardest part that's that's very true that's the hardest part yeah because once you you can get over that yeah once you get over that the rest is is is, it's a cakewalk people spend years in therapy trying to tell the truth and it's okay yeah because you gotta sift through a lot of lies yeah before you can get to the truth yeah you've been doing this for so long yeah living this way for so long you've been believing this for so long you've been saying this you've been acting this way and people know you as this person yeah and so there's a lot that we gotta sift through before we can get to that truth but that's what happens that's how you get unstuck yeah that that's true because you're protecting you're protecting the image not the person that's protecting the truth that's in your heart yeah yeah it's there and so what you've done is you've built a callus around your heart yeah. so that this thing doesn't hurt you anymore. Wow. So you'll do this now. You'll do that now. You'll do this now. You'll do that now. So that all to, to say, to, to say this thing doesn't hurt. Like when I say we do mental gymnastics, that's a real thing. Yeah. And I, I understand it. Right. Because that is how we learn to survive. Mm. We didn't have, like we are the generation that has the privilege of getting help. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Real talk. Yeah. Our yeah. parents didn't have that. Their yeah. parents didn't have that. And so what do you have to do? Because life is going to go on. Yeah. 
Absolutely. They... You had to figure out a way to survive. What I'm saying is you have to tell the truth in order to be able to thrive. That, okay, so that's number one. Number, number one, one, y'all, tell the truth. Tell, tell the, truth the truth. And the whole truth. The whole truth. Everything. Everything. So what's number, what's number two? Number two is you have to accept what has and has not happened. <laughs> I don't think you should change the order. One and two. No, keep that. Keep it. Keep it the same. Yes. Now, number two is accepting what has and has not happened. I can let me just talk about my mother really quickly. My mother passed away uh, three years ago, March 1st. Um, my mother was the sweetest and the meanest woman you'd ever want to meet. Mm. And I mean it. She was, she could be mean as a junkyard dog sometimes. <laughs> um, well, she wasn't that well. She worked that many. <laughs> um, but she was sweet too. Mm. She, um, it, there was a lot that we didn't get. You know, and, and so when I talk about like these, these traumas, right, we have to understand our family pattern, right? Because yeah. if I didn't know that my grandmother gave my mother up and then had another baby and kept that one, mm, yeah. if I didn't know that, I wouldn't understand my mother as Trudy mm -hmm. and not mommy. And I wouldn't have been able to see her humanity and to see that she is both. She's not either or she's both and and so in my process i just blessed somebody with that yeah you did you did and so in my process of my own healing i had to accept that she could not give me what she did not have yes and so i had to accept that my mother would cook for me like if i was sick trudy to the rescue like if i you know if i if i needed her to do something for me she she could do that yeah she could, she could cook and she can nurse me back to health she can come and clean the house and she could wash my clothes but if i wanted somebody to love me to hug me mm. to tell me that i was smart mm. that i was beautiful i wasn't gonna get that from her and yeah. at some point i had to accept it yeah i had to accept that she can't do this for me yeah she can't and the third point just going to go on into it. And the third point, which is just as crucial, is I had to grieve mm. that loss. Wow. Point yeah. number three is you got to grieve that loss. All you got to, you got to grieve the loss. And, and we got to grieve people that are still walking. Yes. And I had to grieve it and it hurt. And yeah. I cried. I cried for years. Yeah. I was in therapy for years. Hell, I'm still in therapy. Not for that. Yeah. But, but it, it don't matter. <laughs> Every good therapist is in therapy. Yeah. Because don't be scared. Listen, I, you should right. You should. Because first of all, that the the work that, that therapists through is uh soul work anyway. So when you take that, that transferring of that energy of somebody who comes in there, you have to be able to release that so yes. that you can do your, your work effectively. It does not and you don't take that home to your own. Yeah. Oh, you can't. Yeah, yeah. And people don't realize yeah. Yeah. Even, even, and I think it's important for, I mean, this is off track a little bit anyway, but I think that anybody who does any work that requires you to have to take on other people's stuff, you gotta, you gotta yeah. have an outlet for that. Even if it's leadership, because as a leader, you know, you, your staff come to you, talking mm -hmm. to you about the outside issues that have yeah. nothing to do with work. Yeah. And you you struggle with how do you manage that? And this person, you're supposed to tell them, uh, I understand that right, this right. happened, but are you coming to work tomorrow? <laughs> 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 it's a struggle, but right. you know, you gotta, you gotta figure it out. But yes, grieving the loss of the people that are here and mm -hmm. also not here, that is, is, it's a struggle because reverse back to number one, you gotta yeah. tell the truth because you gotta realize what you lost. Cause sometimes it's not physical. No, it's the emotional part of whatever it is that you lost like that. Mm -hmm. And you, and you got to know that it's not coming back. Once you grieve it, it's not, that isn't coming back. Yeah. So there's another thing that we have to grieve that is rarely unspoken. It's the hope mm. that we have that it might, that it could be different. Yeah, man. That's a word right there. We got to grieve it. You, you, you have to reconcile the fact that you may never get it. Yeah. And, and, and like you said earlier, 
And what are you going to do? You, can you be, can you be okay? Yeah. Are you, can you be okay with them leaving? Can you be okay with them saying they can't give you that? Can you be okay with that not turning out the mm-hmm. way you hope that it would turn mm-hmm. out mm-hmm. and to still be able to function, mm-hmm. to still be able to live and thrive. Because sometimes once you go through that, people, you got to be honest with yourself that, okay, if, the, mm-hmm. if I can't get that, it's going to break me. But will it really? Well, no, because it's your responsibility to get your own needs met. Wow. Because and so oof. daddy didn't meet your need. Mommy didn't meet your need, but it's up to you now. So we have to go internal. Yeah. So how can you build that internal fortitude to get your own needs met? Yeah. Mommy and daddy can't do it for you now anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's number four? <laughs> this is this is so good. This is so good. What's no, what's not what's number four? Okay, so we're telling the truth, accepting mm-hmm. what has and has not happened, grieving the loss and the possibility of hope. So I'm gonna put an asterisk next next to that and the possibility of hope. Yeah. And what would number four be? Now, you gotta define or redefine your boundaries. Mm, bound. Listen. Because life's got to look different now. Yeah. You, your thoughts have to be different. What you say to yourself has to be different. And what you do has got to be different. Yeah. So what used to work for you, you know, you know why people come to therapy? Because what they've been doing ain't don't working. work no more. It ain't working. Then they got to try something different. It ain't working. Yeah. This, this, this no longer works for us. Yeah. And so what would... Um... Just, a, I guess, a little asterisk here, too. Like, what does redefining boundaries look like? Is it depending on whatever it is you're healing from? Or is it kind of generally the same? No, that is a, that's such an individualized answer. Okay. Because what you need and what I need are, are two different. different things. Yeah. Right? So I'll just use this um, as an example. I have a client who lost her mom when she was nine Mm. and so and she's a she's a very um dark-skinned girl gorgeous Mm. gorgeous um tall like i mean just like my god girl hey boo (laughs) (laughs) that's bae she doesn't see that Mm. and part of the reason she doesn't see it is because one she lost her mom at such a long time uh such at such an early age but then she's she has to move her father lived father had other wives and other children mm. and wouldn't feed them and said mm. stuff about her because she was dark skinned and just, you know, just, just really, 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 um, played with her self-esteem. And so it became this like tape, yeah. right? And so everything that is happening to her is filtered through this, you know, no one loves me. Yeah. You know, the only person that ever loved me was my mom. Yeah. Um, and so we've just gotten to the point where she has been able to say no. She doesn't have to. And she's the middle child of her mother's and father's children. She's mm-hmm. the middle child. And so she, you know, middle children are always like the peacemaker. They're always the bridge. Bridge was killing her showing up to every event because none of the other kids showed up. Yeah. Like being that responsible child, just doing all of these things that she didn't want to do and just being so depleted at the end. Yeah. And so she had to learn how to say no. Mm. So that she could create a space for herself. Yeah. Where she could do some of the things that she enjoys doing. Right. Instead of having to be there for everybody else. Yeah. I'm a client. Your boundary be saying yes. Go please go out on a date. Right. <laughs> how, I mean, how much more does the dude have to do to let you know that he's interested? <laughs> He's showing up. He's there. Yeah. Right. Standing outside. And you still yeah. looking out the window. No. <laughs> you know, for some, sometimes it just might be stopped. It, so it just, it just really it varies. Yeah. But see, this is why you need the help of to figure the it partnership out. of a therapist mm-hmm. to be able to help you sift through what's going on inside of you. Yeah. If you knew how to do that, you'd be healed. Yeah. Like you said, it's individualized because if those people are connected, cause you know, we do a lot of um, self therapy by trying to like talk to our friends and oh, was she doing mm-hmm. that? And she's like, saying like she getting better. What you doing girl? Let me, let me tell you, let's figure out what you doing. I'm going to try that and see it. But no, your, 
her her journey is her journey his journey mm -hmm. is it is different from mine so it's going to look different and our yeah. healing is going to look different mm -hmm. um because if it takes you 2 years to get through number 1 yeah it, it, which it does yeah it does there's a lot of filters there's a lot of there's so much stuff yeah that goes into it and it's like it, it's honest it's yeah. an attempt to survive yeah Okay, so we've defined we're defining or redefining boundaries. What is number five? Number five is you got to take a risk by making a different choice. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> One and five is scary. Oh, listen, <laughs> mm -hmm. Ooh, take a risk. Mm -hmm. Ooh, okay, I so mean, that if you do what you've always done, you're gonna get what you've always gotten. Yeah. So that... you have to do something different. Yeah, you got you got to do something different. Yeah, that is a struggle right there because somebody, you know, sometimes taking the risk and that's scary all over again. But I, but if you want, like you said, you want a different result, you have to do something different. So you got to be and, and and like you said, if you've gotten through one through four, you sh it, that process should have built up your confidence. If you really did, number one, if you really told the truth. Yeah really told the truth then the rest of it should be easier be and taking even though it's not to say it's not going to be scary yeah to do something yeah. different but the first time you say no when you feel guilty about saying it is going to be so freeing the first time you say yes when you know you mm -hmm. told yourself these things the first time that you um do the thing that you've been wanting to do you know Mm -hmm. Making that video on YouTube or whatever, you know. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, You're I right, just, though. Yeah. You, you, got, you are right. It's you gotta, are right. You have to make a different choice. Yeah. That is, I know, these, are, these steps are really, really good. Like, all of these steps require work. They like, each and every is. step requires your own personal work. Like you said in the beginning, you are facilitate the space you facilitate the safe space to be able to do the work but it's up to the individual to actually do the work and if you yeah. don't do the work you hinder your progress you hinder yeah. your your healing ultimately because can't nobody make you do it can't nobody no. make you heal can't nobody make you get to where you're trying to get to you have to do the work it's not anybody else's work to do yeah it's Absolutely. your life your life yeah. And you, and you decide you I believe that you we have the power to live life exactly as we want to. Mm. Agreed. Agreed. We choose the life we want. Yeah. That's so true. We choose it. Yeah. And so if this is the choice that you keep making all the time, mm -hmm. I just have to accept that that's the life that you want. You don't want that life. Then you do something different then you you gotta make different choices. yeah that is so that is absolutely it's it's that is so true because you think it's sometimes it's just so easy to be able to say i can't do that this is the way it is this is, or you know hear people say this is the way i always been it is what it is it really isn't mm -hmm. if if you're willing to do the work necessary to make the difference then it can be different but we yeah. it's the fear of um, what that difference may look like, you know what I mean? And yeah. just being married to the idea of, of I don't want to say like the mirage, but like whatever the, like, I guess even what you were saying, like the possibility comfort. of hope. Yeah. Like you just. It's married to a level of comfortability. Yeah. And you gotta, you gotta get uncomfortable. You gotta get uncomfortable. In order I, to change. I have a client right now who, you know, we're working about uh, working with this accomplishment, like, she has to be meeting a goal and mm. she does not like her job. The job that she wants pays significantly less, but it's like, I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. But are you going to keep showing up to this job on purpose? On purpose. Yeah. Complaining. Yeah. <laughs> about about, yeah. It not being what you want it to be. Your life having no passion, your yeah. life having no fulfillment, how you would, you could just how you come alive yeah. when you go and you do your community service. And I get it, right? Yeah. You have a you have a whole financial component around it. But I mean, come on now. Yeah. No, and, <laughs> I'll, and that, nev I'll never be broke. 
never be broke because I'm this is what I was put on this earth to do. Yeah. I'll never be broke. But you know, everybody has their thing. And it, it, you know, people gotta do it when they're ready. Yeah, that's very true. You can't force yes. people into their change. But you gotta make a different choice. Hell, I left my eighty thousand dollar government job to be a therapist. Listen, did I I went to work and I died for eight hours a day. I sat there dying for eight hours a day because that is not what I was designed to do. To... And the longer I did it, the harder it got, the more I hated it. Yeah. So eventually I was just like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm out. I'm out. Here, here I am. And you know what's so crazy? Like it, everyone knows my journey in, in doing this. I actually loved my job. I enjoyed the people that I work with. I didn't like the stress of it all, but it was it was affecting my family. It was affecting my marriage. It was affecting mm-hmm. my mood. It was affecting my energy. Mm-hmm. And I am currently, I'm not making no money. I'm not selling anything. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing anything. Mm-hmm. But when I tell you I am the happiest I've ever been, mm-hmm. and I, I get zero dollars mm-hmm. and zero cents every yeah. day like you can't I, I can't even I can't even describe it and so every time I, I honestly money can buy you peace it cannot buy you peace and even when I think about working sometimes if I if I like ultimately I know that if it came down to it and I need to do what I need to do I'm bye you yeah. know still do this <laughs> yeah. but I, I got to go to yeah. work you got to do what you need to do but I know that as long as God continues to provide and make sure that we still have mm-hmm. a roof of our head lights in the house and then food on the table I'm good with the bare minimum because I'm doing what he's called me to do mm-hmm. and when he's ready to fully provide in a, in a, in the area that I'm in he will and that's a different type of you know, faith, that's a different yeah. level of it. But it also, I did the work I've been doing. Yeah. It didn't happen there overnight. It took me two, two and a half years to get to here, you know, yeah. but I did the work to be able to say, you made I'm comfortable. Yeah. And I'm, I, I took the risk. Right. So yeah, I think about choice. it and look at how it's, look at how it's paid off. It's, it's blessing me. It's blessing my family. My husband told my uh, kids said the other day, Mom, you just ain't so stressed out. And so he was like, no, she is not. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> she, no, she is not. She is much better. Like a much better person now. And I was like, okay then. <laughs> was that a trigger for you? Like, what is going on? <laughs> I was like, yes, mommy is a much better person now. I'm much happier. But you don't realize it again. I thought that I was happy, but mm-hmm. it, I didn't realize how it was affecting me. So, and that's a, you know, sometimes you're healing. You may not see it. It shows up in, in the people around you that you, yeah. you got to, you feel something. it. Yeah. You feel it. And you'll see it. You'll see how you're growing. Yeah. You'll feel it. You'll feel different. Yeah. It's definitely, it's worth it. Y'all. I'm just telling you, it's worth it to do the work. You, you have to do the work. Yes. There is no going over. There's no going under. There's no going around. Through. You have to go through. Yes. Yes, ma'am. So for people who would like to get unstuck, how are people, <laughs> how can people connect with you? You know, in addition to these, uh, this is the third time, YouTube videos that you can start doing. <laughs> how can people connect to you? uh with you in real life in real life how can they connect to your uh your office so in real life the best way to get in contact with my office is through email okay and that is info at unstuck counseling i-n-f-o at u-n-s-p-u-c-k-c-o-u-n-s-e-l-i-n-g dot com that is the best way to contact us you have a phone number though 240-806-8401. You may not get an answer because we are in session, but we can easily respond to an email. We respond to email five, maybe six days a week. Okay. Um, That is your best bet. 
Tell us why you're interested in coming. We accept insurance. We accept, accept self-pay. That is awesome. I, yeah, I, I'll, de- I'll put this in the show notes. That'll yes, be in there. So people, the yeah, I will put that in the show notes so people can connect with you. Thank you so much for doing this. I feel like we could have gone a whole nother hour, um, but um, we got to have you back on because just l- l- listen, I, I can't. I'm I'm at a loss for words because I'm just like I I had a whole healing session over here on my own, y'all. I just want y'all to know that y'all definitely this was this was a blessing for me. I hope that everybody got something because you dropped a lot of gems today to just really cause people to start thinking. You know what I'm saying? Like that. Yeah. Sometimes that's just the started like you don't even know until someone says it and you're like hmm maybe that is me so I definitely encourage you all to reach out to Valencia and her unstuck counseling group um to really start your start your healing process because you will thank you okay (laughs) (laughs) if don't nobody else thank you you will thank yourself (laughs) you deserve healing you deserve wholeness yes you deserve it yes Thank you so, so much, Valencia. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much. And I will come back anytime. All right, y'all. That's all for this week. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to share, subscribe, rate, and review. Remember to head over to Facebook and Instagram and follow me at Slaying Self-Doubt. Oh, wait, don't forget, go to my YouTube channel and watch this episode. And remember to press the subscribe button. Until next week, see ya. At LensCrafters, we value expertly tailored eye care, provide state-of-the-art eye exams, offer a wide assortment of designer brands and high-quality lenses, because everything we do at LensCrafters is for every site that makes your life special. We offer 50% off lenses with frame purchase, shop in-store and online. Book your annual eye exam now on LensCrafters.com. LensCrafters, because sight. Eye exams are available at the Independent Doctor of Optometry at or next to LensCrafters. Doctors in some states are employed by LensCrafters. Offer valid to April 2nd, 2023. See Associate for details.